Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on episode 20 of season two, the very best one yet. I wanted to give a quick shout out to John Pound Photography. We worked with John on our podcast brand photography and the portraits turned out incredible. He was very professional and I enjoyed the entire photo shoot experience. I would highly recommend him for anyone needing quality portraits. If you are located in the Milwaukee area, reach out to John at johnpoundphotography.com. Thank you, John. Before we go live with our special guest, here's your fast fact of the day. The speed of a computer mouse is measured in Mickeys. A British scientist first invented the rollerball device in 1946 while working for the Royal Navy, but the word mouse didn't get coined until 1965. There's your fast fact of the day. So we'll get this party started right away. I'm going to introduce our special guests onto the show. Let's welcome Whitney and Tali. They're the founders of Blink Date, which is a new virtual blind speed dating platform. And it's the future of uh, dating online. So Blink fosters real, genuine connections by eliminating swipe culture and changing the way people use technology to begin meaningful relationships. So welcome to the show. Yay, thank you for having us. Thank you, Kelly. Yeah, thanks for being on the Daily Grind today. I'm excited to learn about both your backgrounds and to learn more about Blink Date and whatnot. So for our listeners out there that don't know you already, uh, Tally, Whitney, can you tell them who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Sure. So uh, I'm actually a lawyer by day, entrepreneur by day and night, I'm currently working a full-time job and Blink is the is the passion project um, that that I spend a lot of my time on as well. Um, originally grew up in the Midwest and and currently based in Los Angeles and working in entertainment law. Yeah, and I am also a lawyer, uh, but a recovering lawyer. I like to say, uh, I practiced for a couple of years before transitioning into more of a tech type role, uh, and I am now a product manager by day and. Uh, entrepreneur also by day and night. Um, and so currently working uh, at a company based in the Bay Area, but given COVID, I'm currently on the East Coast I'm where I'm from, uh, planning to drive back across country. Uh, so a lot of back and forth for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both of you have quite the daily grinds going on <laughs> during this time, or just in general too, uh, which, which is great. It adds a lot of uh, interesting uh, traits about both of you and excitement to our show, obviously. So with your uh, lawyer backgrounds, how do you both uh, become interested in entrepreneurship and startups? Yeah, so I um, am an, a child of immigrants. Um, my dad is uh, self-employed, and so Throughout my life, I've just seen uh, kind of the entrepreneurial ship. I've kind of always seen people overcoming challenges and, and really not seeing them as, as stop signs so much as uh, roadblocks to just kind of overcome. And so, um, you know, 
from high school on, I really just sort of took advantage of every opportunity I could to kind of be an entrepreneur. And that's taken many forms over the course of my life, uh, whether it's funding trips by selling things or uh, I created a, a pet treat bag and now blink. And so it's really just been kind of a, a strain throughout my life and just something I really like to do. I really like building things. Um, yeah, it's just a passion. <laughs> it, it was interesting because you know, like many people, I probably spend a majority of my day thinking up great ideas and then I proceed to look them up and see that someone else has invented them or come up with them. So we were excited to see that, that this was a really unique app idea. Um, but yeah, I grew up, you know, with my dad um, being kind of an entrepreneur and, and inventing a few things on the side that he was super passionate about. And my mom is a hairdresser and a business owner herself. And so I kind of just grew up with that same, that same spirit in the household. And I think it's carried through, um, you know, and, and working as a lawyer doesn't often, you know, allow for creativity, but really taking time to kind of think outside the box and come up with these really, really fun ideas and, and projects to work on has been a, has been a joy. That's great. Both of you have quite the variety and background, a skill set, to be honest, having that creativity, you know, want to build something that's thinking outside the box, which which is awesome. And uh, did you take like classes or um, during your like, you know, studying outside just the law degree or like, you know, reach out to your network or learn? How do you learn like the entrepreneurial mindset in that regard? Did you do other other things or more just self-taught? I mean, you know, when I back in undergrad, um, because I had that interest, I did go to business school and got a degree in that. Um, but you quickly learn what you what you do learn in the classroom, such as marketing, finance, things like that. That's really good basics. Um, but it's really when you when you really roll up your sleeves and get into it that you see those those concepts applied. And certainly in a startup of two right now, you know, there's a there's a a wide variety of things that we have to learn on the, on the fly and, and things that we have to kind of figure out ourselves. So it's been a challenge. It's been really fun. Um, but having that background has been helpful for me. Yeah, I, I would say I'm on the other end of the, the camp. I, for me, I didn't study anything relevant in college. I sort of knew I was going to law school throughout it, and I studied history and Spanish, so not really useful when it comes to building a business. Um, so for me, it was a lot of trial and error and experimenting and just doing things and seeing what stuck. And I think, like I said, it might be from just like my upbringing, like just not seeing challenges as stop signs, just really just powering through and seeing what happens. And I, I'm the type of person who also just likes doing things and, and experimenting. And uh, that's sort of how I, I've approached kind of startup life, too. Really well said. Yeah, Tali, Whitney. Yeah, speaking on that doing side. So perfect transition to the question I have and all of our listeners have, obviously. What was your aha moment then that inspired you to create a Blink Date background also on the brand name, too? Yeah, so um, I've had the idea for Blink since 2012, so it's been a while, um, and it was inspired by eating at a blackout restaurant. And we were seated with another couple at our table, and we were told, you know, you're welcome to have a conversation with people you're seated with or not. It's communal, but you're sitting next to your own partner. You could, you know, have your dinner however you'd like. And about halfway through the meal, something sparked a conversation between my partner and I and this other couple. And it was just an incredible conversation and we couldn't see each other. We had no idea who these people were. And it was just a really like easy and warm conversation where we were really open with each other. Um, and after the dinner, 
when they let us out and I saw this other couple, I realized they were nothing like what I thought they would look like. And I realized how many assumptions I made about them just based on their appearance. Like, I, And maybe I wouldn't have had kind of that warm, open conversation with them had I seen them beforehand and made those assumptions beforehand. And so it was this moment of realization that, you know, we have all these inherent biases and unconscious kind of thoughts about what people are like based on what they look like and how great would it be if we could not have those assumptions, especially in the context of trying to find a partner and really make those real connections with people. And so, uh, like I said, it's, it's been a while since I had this idea and it took meeting until meeting Whitney and talking to her about the idea uh, to actually kind of turn it into reality. And uh, in terms of the name, it actually, it took us a little while to come up with a name. Um, and I just remember one night, I don't know what it was, but the spark came to me, blink, like how great of an idea is it for blind speed dating? Because, you know, it's a closed eye, so you don't see, it's quick, so it's like a speed date. And it rhymes with all of these other amazing words, like wink, think, sink. And um, we like immediately uh, went through the process of getting our LLC and kind of creating our website and all of that. Um, and uh, only afterwards realized that we weren't the only geniuses with this idea. And so there are a few defunct dating apps with the same name. Um, so perhaps not the most original name, but it's one that I think really sticks with our concept um, and one that I, I really love despite the uh, shared feature of it. Definitely. And then, yeah, just uh, looking at the logo too, Blink Date, I got the, the B with the heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the logo took a little bit of... Um, work. Uh, both Whitney and I wanted something that we could really go with in terms of branding. Um, and we weren't sure how on the nose we should be or how abstract to be. Um, and so we ended up with the B that looks kind of like a, a racing heart was the concept. Um, and so uh, we're hoping that it will really kind of encapsulate, you know, what we're trying to go for in this little, little uh, package, um, especially because it is such a crowded market. I don't know, Whitney, if you have any other thoughts on the logo piece. Yeah, I think, I mean, what was interesting for us is typically when you design a logo, you think, okay, is it going to be on clothing or a billboard or something, you know, all these things. But we had to realize that this is going to be on a tiny little app on your phone amongst other tiny little apps. And so we wanted something that could be branded and really, you know, you see it and you know exactly what it is. And it, it would spread love, you know, throughout any of the members. Everyone would see that on your phone and know exactly what that is. And that could grow. So that was really where we landed on the concept of, of going with something that actually looked good on the iPhone and the Android and, and things like that. Yeah, I think it's really catchy. The name also to the logo, it's just easy to recognize right away. I think when it comes from the dating side, I like it spreading the love. Uh, perfect, perfect tagline there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> You know, just going from spreading love, spreading knowledge, sharing knowledge, using your experiences that you have. Both of you are have the the legal background. You know, working in legal ops, technology. Uh, Whitney, you have experience working in entertainment law. Of all these experiences that you both have, how have they impacted this startup process for you and Blink Date and uh, grown it to where it is today? Where what you're currently working on? Yeah, I think um, being from the ops kind of space. Uh, it's led me to kind of have this really efficient, practical-minded approach to things. So, um, you know, sometimes we'll talk about high-level concepts, but given my ops background, I always take that step forward and say, what does that actually mean we have to do? Which, when you're working on a startup, is really crucial because there's so much to do and so many ways to approach something and so many ideas on the best way to do, do it. 
And by taking that step forward and saying, how do we actually execute it? It makes it a lot more manageable to execute on and you know, tackle the very, very long list of things that needs to happen. Um, so I've, I've tried to bring that to our day to day, especially because we do have these full-time jobs, our day jobs. And so we're constantly tackling like long lists of things to do and you know, trying to hit all the, all the kind of nails on the head while we're bringing this to kind of to launch. Yeah, yeah, I would say, you know, from a from a practical standpoint, um, being an attorney has, you know, taught me to think really critically and around problem solving. So, you know, what what you learn when you get your law degree is really how to look at something and you see both sides and you kind of wrestle with that. And I think applying that to a startup where you're met with a ton of challenges is super, super important. I, you know, and, and Tolly and I can I can mindset as we work through those things um, together. So I think that's that's from a practical standpoint is hugely, hugely beneficial. Um, and from a passionate standpoint, you know, I was always career focused when I went to law school. It was the only thing I ever wanted to do. And and I think, you know, I've, I've you find yourself putting a little time into dating or, or being on the apps that exist. Um, and so I think, you know, I was really passionate about an idea that could allow me to make real connections and really, you know, meet someone who's like minded and kind of take this more seriously because, you know, for busy, for busy young professionals, you don't want to sit there and swipe all day or have, you know, meaningless connections. And so I think both from a practical standpoint and from a passionate standpoint, it's really helped being, you know, career focused and, and ended up being a lawyer and kind of pivoting to this. Yeah, really well said by both of you. Uh, Tally mentioned, you know, being more efficient, being organized, you know, taking, being sure to take those steps to whatever goal that you're trying to achieve and we're really goal-driven on this podcast so this is really great fit both of you guys sharing knowledge with our listeners out there uh yeah Whitney you mentioned uh thinking critically I think that's really important when it comes to problem solving again going back to those goals going back to what's on your what's what's on your timeline whether it's if you are uh, listening to this podcast and you know involved in that startup uh, process as well or someone that's trying to has this idea and, and wants to go go from there so these are really great takeaways from both of you just based on your backgrounds and and your experiences so far uh in this process so yeah we're now we're going to get to the the nitty-gritty the the things that we we love out here blink date so tell us more about blink date how to use it features and whatnot yeah so like you said it's about virtual blind speed dates so what does that look like on the app itself so it's a a two-part process to match you have the virtual blind speed date so you put in your availability we match you with somebody who fits the parameters of what you're looking for you have your virtual blind speed date and you tell us how it went if you felt a connection or not Um, now both parties are obviously telling us this Uh, in addition to that virtual blind speed date we know love isn't blind, and so there is a small component where we take into a, uh, account physical attraction. And essentially, you're seeing a single photo of your potential matches without any name or profile. So we're not about kind of making assumptions about who people are based on a quote that they put up or a photo of them with you know whoever. Um, we're really about like, could this person be of interest to you if you have a real connection with them? And so if both parties uh, provide positive feedback, both on the virtual blind speed date and that one glance, then uh, they have a match and they're able to continue the conversation via the app in our messaging system. Ideally, they'll take it offline, um, but until they're ready to, uh, they'll be able to kind of continue talking uh, in blink. 
that that's awesome i really like the the two-step approach here you know expanding from going above and beyond just the, you know the the typical speed dating experience because <laughs> I, I i know uh those aren't the those aren't the best <laughs> you, can't, you can't get that real connection and you guys talked about earlier in the introduction that's what you want to do you want to find a partner and you know find that real connection on both sides of the party i think that's really important for date that dating lifestyle and someone to eventually you know be the one type of thing so so it sounds like blink date is the dating app to go to so can you share with us your target demographics of users on the platform and how our daily grinders can sign up yeah, totally. So, you know, kind of like Tolly touched on, you know, we're really looking for people who are going to be vulnerable and jump in into this process with us. Um, you know, we kind of realized that Blink isn't necessarily for everyone. Um, and that's okay. You know, I think the target demographic is, you know, 20 to 30s, 40 year olds, people who want to really find a partner and make a connection. Um, but we do have like the hip and young feels to it. You know, we, we, we want people who have shared interest and can find someone who that they really hit it off with. Um, so that's kind of the target demographic. And we have a currently, we have a wait list um, on our website at theblinkdate.com. And you can find us on our socials at the Blink Date. Um, happy to answer questions if you send us a message through either of those. Um, but yeah, our, we're growing our wait list and getting signups and preparing for the launch. And we would love to welcome all the daily grinders to sign up. Yeah. Wonderful, yes. Daily Grinders listening, we will put the blink date, where to find, where to sign up in today's show notes as always. So super easy after listening to this episode. So I'm super excited for, for this to launch soon and uh, be be involved in it. So going back to, you know, startups, the importance of, you know, to build startups, wh- what all the skills, team players are involved. Can you tell us, uh, Whitney, Tali, the importance of teams and how is your team at Blink date, create a synergy, how do you guys create synergy, overcome challenges? And then I guess this is a two-part question, but key takeaways for our listeners out there working within a team and how can they have that strong core team? Sure. Yeah. I think, you know, what what's really interesting between Tali and I, as she kind of touched on earlier, is that she's very good at, at getting in there and those details and really, you know, pushing things forward and seeing exactly all the steps that that lead up to what we're ultimately hoping to do. Um, and I'm a bit of an idealist in some sense, and I see the big picture. And so I'll come up with these, you know, seemingly grandiose ideas and not really know how to break that down. And so Tolly Tolly is a, is a perfect pair for me to kind of work with and then we'll bounce ideas off of each other. And then it becomes time, hey, let's roll up the sleeves and let's figure out how we're actually going to execute this, how we're going to do it. Um, and so I think the differences that, that Tolly and I have are actually a perfect match um, because we do think differently and we approach the problems differently, um, but it's a really nice balance between both of us. Yeah, and I think another thing that has been really important in our kind of working together is communicating with each other. I think a lot of times teams, especially when you're such a small team, you're sensitive to not hurting other people's feelings. You don't necessarily want to vent your frustrations. Building a company is really hard, especially like the startup space. If you're in tech, like it's not easy. There's so many challenges. And if you're feeling frustrated or if something isn't happening or if you're understanding something one way, um, 
communicating is really the best way to get past that and to understand what's going on or what your differences are or to get back on the same page. And so I think both Whitney and I have been really good about communicating with each other when we're feeling um, either down or confused or frustrated or like we're, you know, going through this alone. And I think that's that's fairly common in startups. Like, it, you know, I the trowel of despair, I think it's called, if I'm not um, misremembering. And so I think just remembering that you're in it with someone and communicating with them because they're in it too and they might be having similar feelings and just not not talking about it. Um, I think that's really, really important. And I'm really glad that both Whitney and I are, are so open to communicating with each other without you know, thinking, oh, I'm gonna hurt their feelings or, oh, I'm gonna bring them down because it's really, it's really a valuable thing to have someone do this with you. Yeah, likewise. Yeah, really well said. Both of you, uh, again, touched on really great uh, points that we can share with our listeners out there. You guys both having a different different strengths, I think is really important that you can utilize them to create that strong core team. And then again, having that open communication, it, I think it's a, uh, applicable to not just the startup phase, just throughout the whole entire uh, life cycle of a product or a service. So that, that's awesome. Do you have other t- key takeaways or other, um, I guess, traits or skill sets that uh, teams should have or seek to to have so they can utilize and you know be successful down the road i think i think it's really important to remain open to learning and i think it's always okay to say you know what i i don't know this but i'm eager to build this this skill set or this you know i always think of things as a tool belt and so everything i do is just skill building and, and adding tools to my tool belt just, you know, I always think of it that way as to building and building myself so I can become more capable um, and just always being open to learn. And I think that's super, super important. And especially through everything that we've done, you know, we've been challenged in ways that that are not our second nature or things that we don't, you know, work in every day. And so half the fun and half the battle is trying to figure out how to, how to get it done. I think the other thing I would say just to piggyback off that is don't be afraid to fail. I think it's really common for people to not try something because they don't think they'll be good at it or because they think they'll fail. And ha- like, it's it's worth it to try and fail rather than not try at all. I know that sounds cliche, but you're not going to get anywhere if you don't try. Um, but you might as well, and you're going to learn so much, like Whitney said, just by trying it, even if you do fail. So I, I think it's important to let go of that fear and just embrace the journey and embrace that learning. Really well said again. I think these are great takeaways for our listeners out there in overcoming challenges uh, in a team and outside in the, outside whatever their job position is or what they're doing on their own daily grind, which is awesome. So uh, yeah, Whitney and Tali, both of you have, are making a significant impact in online dating uh, through the Blink date, obviously. How do you think this year has influenced the industry? I think it's changed a lot. COVID has, has really changed how people approach dating and online dating. I think, you know, people are more hesitant to meet in person. Um, their lives have changed. They might be somewhere else temporarily. I think uh, the dating industry is moving a lot towards video and phone dates, and people are becoming more open to that, which is awesome um, because Blink really uh, utilizes that kind of feature. Um, and I think people are more open to meeting people virtually before meeting them in person. Uh, and so I think things have really changed. The landscape of online dating has really changed, and um, I think you know we're really we're we're part of that wave in having these virtual blind speed dates that are giving people the flexibility to have these dates wherever they are 
and find out very quickly whether or not they have a connection with someone. That, that's great. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head in regards to <laughs> the shift towards everyone, you know, utilizing those platforms because during this time uh, with COVID being on, going on, it's, it's hard to meet face to face with a lot of people. There's more barriers to entry in regards to, you know, uh, going out to the bar or some uh, local local joint to, to meet in person uh, based on restrictions and where you currently live. So depending on what you're doing out in your own daily ground, again, we'd here to your safe and uh, COVID procedures uh, in your neck of the woods, obviously, but uh, that's no barrier in regards to, you know, meeting people on Blink Date, which is awesome. So, yeah, speaking of we're near, we're near and dear towards the holidays right around the corner. Do you have best practices for our single ladies out there or men dating? <laughs> well, I'm serially single myself, so I don't know if I'm fully qualified, but we'll, we'll give it a go. I mean, for me, I think one of the most important things you can do is really understand your own wants um, and your own needs and really, really sit with yourself and, and love yourself first, because I think I think that builds a really great foundation to work off of. And from there, you kind of know what you want out of a, out of a potential partner and you can really be honest and, and have honest conversations that are open and being vulnerable. I think all that will lead to, you know, really, really great connections. Um, unlike, you know, some surface level connections that, that I have often found, you know, in my younger dating experiences and things like that. Um, with the holidays, you have the added fun of your family and friends asking, asking you about what's going on. Um, certainly something that I'm used to. Um, but I think, no, I think it's important to just know that, that everyone has their own timeline um, and, and other people's expectations are, are not your own necessarily. And I think that that's, that's perfectly okay. And I think you can own that and own that maybe you're still working on yourself and, and preparation for finding that right person. And while I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily an expert, um, I, I guess my one piece of advice is really, um, you know, when you're meeting people and you're trying to find out if they're a potential partner, don't play games with them. I think for me, that was like really the distinguisher between people that I continued seeing and people that I didn't, because I didn't want to waste my time with people who are just going to play games. And so if you're really looking for someone and you're really interested in them, you know, don't play games with them and, and just kind of, and that's one of the things that, you know, Blink is about in terms of trying to very efficiently weed out people that you are and aren't interested in. Uh, and so uh, that would be my one, one rule, I guess. My one tip. Yeah, I would say last tip as well, sign up for, for Blink Date. Yes. <laughs> right on. Put the plug in there. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, yeah. So we, we talked about your, your daily schedule, you know, working, living, breathing the blink date. What's on your daily grind in the upcoming months uh, later this year? Daily grind for us. So there's a lot, um, but I guess the, the most pressing really uh, marketing and user acquisition. Uh, we discovered fairly recently that we can't really advertise on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok because the dating in the dating space, you have to be a dating partner. And in order to be a dating partner, your app needs to actually be downloadable. And ours isn't quite yet. It will be uh, later this year. And so we're really trying to figure out different ways to reach users. And um, it's been a fun challenge. It's been one of those places that we've been learning a lot and trying to add things to our tool belt. And so that's, that's really uh, kind of the focus that we've had these past few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Tolly said, I mean, we're really focusing on growing our reach and we're super thankful Kelly for having us on the daily grind. 
being able to share about Blink. Wonderful, really well said. Yeah, it sounds like you guys got quite the grind going on, obviously in the back half of 2020 and soon 2021 is just around the corner as well. So uh, yeah, crazy how time flies. So yeah, Tali, Whitney, do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there or even inspirational quote? Well, I've, I've been really into this, um, this quote that comes from a song that I listen to every morning to get my day going recently, um, by disclosure, and it's where your focus goes, the energy flows. Um, and I think that's really helpful because in my, in my daily life, you know, we have a lot going on, but really focusing and, and being, you know, optimistic about the results is super, super important. I think, um, the quote that I would share that I've found motivating over the course of um, my career, including a couple transitions, is it's good to be lost in the right direction. Uh, and so, you know, sometimes I don't know what I'm doing, but I know that I'm in the right place. And I find that to kind of be a really good reminder on a day-to-day basis that it, it's okay to just kind of be fumbling through some days because I know what I'm doing is what I should be doing and what I want to be doing. Really well said. These are perfect quotes. I think both of you with with today's episode very fitting uh, with the blink date and the journey uh, so far. So as we say on the daily grind, keep up the grind. Um, <laughs> last but not least, if our listeners have questions, comments, want to get in touch with you, you know, can you remind them also how to sign up for the blink date? Yeah, that would be great. We would love to welcome any questions. We always love talking startups. So we love talking entrepreneurship and we love talking about dating and love because that's just fun. Um, you can find us at theblinkdate.com or on our socials at theblinkdate. And we're happy to happy to always chat and welcome all of you. Awesome. We will put the blink date, where to find the blink date, website, social media, as always in today's show notes. Thanks again for tuning in today's episode. A big thank you, Whitney and Tally, for being on the podcast. Countdown until Thanksgiving week begins. The Kelly Johnson Foundation is hosting not one, but two turkey trots this year. We would like to see you involved in our in-person Wisconsin race or virtual Illinois-based, but you can race anywhere. Our in-person Wisconsin Turkey Trot is being held Saturday, November 28th, and our virtual Turkey Trot is being held Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, November 26th. We'd love to see you run, walk, or gobble in our Turkey Trots this year. Our online registration is open at www.kjfwi.org. Last but not least, a huge Shout out to all of our sponsors that are making our race events happen. Thank you so much. I'd like to give a quick shout out to our daily grinders listening to us on the pod or have been grinding with us since season one. Feel free to check out our journey so far and share your feedback with us. Give us a rating and quick review on Apple. Virtual high five to you in advance. To find the Daily Grind, follow us on Instagram at Daily Grind Pod and on Twitter as well. Check out our website at www.kjfwi.org. Daily Grind Pod, official podcast of the Kelly Johnson Foundation. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you so much.